0: And welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. And we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Feel free to follow us on any platform. We are available anywhere you get your podcasts. And it was an incredible week of divisional football, the week where everything starts to get real. It starts to You can really feel the intensity work up. And if your team is in one of these games, your heart is just pounding the entire game no matter the score. And that was certainly the case this week, again, as we had some pretty good games. And we're going to start it off with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chiefs taking this game 27-20 to 20 in a pretty close game.
1: Yeah, and Jacksonville this one, coming pretty close. I mean, I kind of had my thoughts that they might keep that game close. And maybe a little bit lower scoring as well than some people thought. I mean, Kansas City never led by more than 10. And Jacksonville was in it for much of the game here.
0: Yes, and yeah, they they kind of were hanging around the entire time. Uh, And I don't know if I ever got the sense that they were going to, like the Chiefs were in any immediate danger. It kind of, it did feel like the Chiefs were in control to a degree, but the whole Mahomes injury thing, that did kind of give the Jags a sense of like, oh, can we, can we pull this thing off? You know, maybe Mahomes is hurt. Maybe this is what we need. But then Chad Henney proceeds to lead a nice drive down the field, which ends in a touchdown, which kind of felt like, okay, if the Chiefs can you know have a drive like that with Henney, they're going to be fine. Um, and the Chiefs really ran the ball well this game with uh, Pacheco, at least. McKinnon having a bit of an off day, but uh, that's nice to see something they didn't have you know, a couple years ago. The Chiefs kind of finding their stride in the run game as well. Uh, but yeah, Jacksonville put up a really good fight, and it was definitely an entertaining game. It definitely the more entertaining game of the two on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I was very impressed by Kansas City's rushing offense. When they weren't able to pass it, it really bailed them out well. And yeah, the Mahomes thing is certainly concerning going into the AFC Championship game there. So they're really going to have to lean a lot on Pacheco in this chance of games well to try and keep them afloat
0: yes and I don't know I, I mean it, it's a high ankle sprain so he's I, he, you know he's gonna play but it's gonna be interesting to see how well he does and maybe would you put Chad Henny in there because he's proven to be pretty clutch when the time comes you wonder if the Chiefs are down by a couple scores and you really need a mobile quarterback that can you know, dance around outside of the pocket. Maybe you consider that at some point against the Bengals.
1: I don't know. In my opinion, if you don't start the game with Henny, and and you're down late, I don't think he would take Mahomes out for him.
0: You don't think so? I mean, like, maybe. Well, think about it this though. Maybe it's like seventeen to three late in the second quarter, and you have a chance to maybe get some points, and you know, before a halftime you don't put Henny in there and try to get a final drive for that quarter and then the remainder of the game?
1: Not unless Mahomes is, like, visibly immobile and has been just getting just wrecked the entire game by the Cincinnati defense. I think that would be, like, the only scenario, and I find that unlikely. I, I just see it as if they're down, they they want their best player, they want the MVP to stay in there, like, pretty much no matter how injured he is.
0: Yeah, I guess I see the logic in that, but... Then he always had the re-injury sort of risk looming over it, but then again, like this is the the maybe the biggest game they're gonna play all year against like the Bengals, and I don't know, it's gonna to be tough. But um, yeah, Mahomes, looked he looked decent even with the ankle, um, so I, maybe it's more of a minor ankle thing is what they're saying now. So maybe he will have some mobility, but uh, we'll see. And Travis Kelsey is proving to be their absolute MVP, maybe besides Mahomes, as he had 14 catches for almost 100 yards, two touchdowns last game. I mean, what an elite tight end! You cannot cover this guy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just, just one of one in the league right now, Kelsey.
0: Right, and like the, the Chiefs' receiving core is a lot of like twos. They don't have a number one. Like Travis Kelsey is the guy, and everybody knows it, and yet nobody can stop it.
1: Yeah, which is an interesting part about Kansas City's offense is that they don't have their, like, a true number one receiving threat or wide receiver receiving threat anymore, as Kelsey is an amazing target. But it's still been interesting to see how how good Kansas City's offense has been outside of that, although that was something I predicted going into the year.
0: Yes. And for the Jaguars, on the losing side of things, um, I think they had a really nice season, getting a winning record, winning their division, and winning a playoff game. Uh, I think they're only going to get better next year. They're going to have Calvin Ridley. The, you know Trevor Lawrence is going to get even more comfortable in this system. It's only the first year in this offensive system. And I just think it gets even better for this young Jag squad. Congrats to them on a very nice season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Going from 3-7 and seven to making it to the divisional round, Like, big props to Doug Peterson and what he's done to turn around that team. They've started to put together some nice pieces there, and I've really enjoyed watching Lawrence and that team this year, and I'll be excited to see what the future holds for them.
0: Yes. And then we go on to the second game that had been on Saturday, and this was a divisional matchup between the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles, in which the Eagles won handily 38-7 and this game i was very worried about i felt like the eagles didn't look great before this week and they had a bye maybe they're gonna be rusty who knows what hurts is gonna look like i thought this had potential upset vibes going on but the eagles came out and really impressed me the most out of any team this week
1: yeah certainly did and just absolutely boat racing the giants right from the start first drive out it- they took control of the game and they never let their foot off the gas and never let the Giants back in it.
0: Yes, just an absolute shellacking, as they just they ran the ball down their throats. I mean, Jalen Hurts only had 154 yards passing, but they had two rushers that almost that that rushed for like 100 yards practically, which is incredible. And then Hurts and Scott both had over 30 yards. I mean, that is just unstoppable.
1: Yeah, and like I talked about as well that. Eagles defense was opportunistic, and they also held Jones to his worst game of late and maybe one of his worst of the year. His I think his worst completion percentage of the year, or sorry, there was one worse than that, but his worst yards per attempt and average yards per attempt of the season in this game.
0: Yeah, they just completely stopped Daniel Jones, and interesting strategy. Usually, I would feel like you try to stop. Barkley in the run game more and just try and let Jones beat you, but they completely... Well, they they shut down pretty much all phases of the game, but the Daniel Jones just looked lost, and he just looked like there was nowhere safe to go with the ball this game.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what you get, I feel like, with the type of offense that the Giants are running. They really don't have any big names at wide receiver to help them out.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were kind of just making do all year, which kind of made this whole thing so impressive. It's not even like they're the the Jags, which like the Jags, this is kind of a this was kind of a let's go forward year. I feel I feel like the Giants was a let's well, a take a step back year, but they made it this far, which is pretty incredible. So, yes, the Eagles were this was a really good way to shake off the rust for them. But the Giants, to me, aren't that big of a challenge to begin with.
1: Yeah, I think so. And maybe we did get a little overinflated expectations of them based on how good they were versus Minnesota last week. Right. And kind of like the shaky end that the Eagles had as well. But I feel like the Eagles have certainly proven to, to me and, I think, everybody else. It's reminding everyone again, like, hey, we're this good. Don't forget about us.
0: Yes. Yeah, I won't be doing that to Philadelphia next week against the 49ers. I think that'll be a very close game.
1: Yeah, it's, looking at that one, I had a real hard time picking that one. It should be a really, really good game.
0: All right, and with that, we move on to the Sunday games in which it started off with the Bengals taking on the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals taking this victory twenty-seven to ten, handily beating Buffalo. What do you have to say about this game?
1: Well I mean, as for a Bills fan, this one was rough to watch. mean, you saw in this one, the Bengals absolutely dominate in basically every aspect of this game, and very good on them for that part. I mean, the Bengals absolutely shredded the Bills defense all day long could barely ever get a stop. And Buffalo's offense never really got off the ground either, having the least points for all year. And Josh having, like, not a great game either. Only like a 68 quarterback rating. I mean, you need to see a lot more from your quarterback in that scenario. Like, when you've made it this far, you really hope to see a lot more from Buffalo's offense
0: yeah and to me this game was won in the trenches by the Bengals and this is the Bengals team that is known for having a weak offensive line and they did a very good job of protecting Joe Burrow and on the defensive side they did a really good job of getting penetration they had double the pressures that Buffalo had Cincinnati had 17 Buffalo had 8 and that was just to me that's where the game was won and uh, that was the spot that Buffalo was supposed to have the biggest advantage
1: Yeah, absolutely an interesting set here from next gen stats. Uh, the Bengals defense featured five different players with multiple pressures in the first half, generating a 44.4% team pressure rate. The Bills offense allowed a season high pressure rate in the wild card round, 47.8%. This game would be their second highest.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So I mean, what a time for your
0: defense to just collapse if, or your offense.
1: If your offensive line to just collapse so bad like that yeah. and allow the most pressures in both your playoff games and but, I mean? That's an easy way to spell your end.
0: Yes, and if you're the Bills' general manager, Brandon Bean, like what do you what do you do now? I mean, like, do you feel like you were close to winning the Super Bowl this year? And if so, uh, like I don't know, do, like do you are you going to try to really bring back everybody? I mean, is that really the answer here? Because you were two games away from it, and you got handily beat at your own stadium here. I, I just don't think they have it in them this year. I think we can agree yeah, they need w- some more pieces
1: yeah I think we can probably both agree. the best four teams are the last four.
0: Yeah, I for sure no arguments at all there.
1: I mean last year when the Buffalo Bills went out in the divisional round, there was a lot of talk of they should have won that game yeah. and I felt like that gave me a lot more hope. Like I wasn't upset with the way they lost because they went out on such a high. but coming out of this one definitely was had a lot of a lot worse of a feeling than I did last year because of the way they got beat. I mean, I didn't expect them to be, or really anybody expect them to lose this way. And a lot of people talked about that the Bills could see their end via turnovers, and that never really happened. Their only turnover coming on a Josh Allen pick with about a minute left in the game when it was very far out of reach. Yes. It was just them getting just boat raced by Cincinnati's offense, and Bills' offense never had an answer. They just... Thought, Throughout the whole game, I kept thinking, all right, here's your time. Make a play. Somebody make a play," and it never came.
0: Right, and that's that was just yeah, just a very frustrating game to watch because like nobody stepped up on either side of the ball. Like when the Bengals needed a big play, they got a big play. Like when the Bills needed to have a big play, they just did not do it.
1: Yeah, and but I, again, I'm impressed by the Bengals, and I guess I was kind of on the wrong note here coming into this week because I was kind of high on the Bills and low on the Bengals. And ended up being the other way around.
0: Yes, I think I was I was neither high or low on the Bengals, but I was stressed about the Bills, I believe. Yes, that's correct. As I had been for a couple of weeks, by the way, I will say. But I thought it would be turnovers that did them in. I thought it would be fumbles, interceptions, but they played a relatively clean game. Really no turnovers until the very end, which really doesn't even count at that point. So very just shocking to see like, in the manner in which they lost. I, I did pick them to lose this game, but I didn't think it would be like this.
1: Yeah. being I mean, very good for the Bengals. They very much established themselves as a true, true contender here.
0: Yes, and from the beginning of the year, I was a, a big Bengals doubter, and I thought that they got very lucky last playoffs and the competition they faced and how they won. And it took me a long time to get on their bandwagon this year, but I feel like I, they really have more than proved themselves to me to be like a top three or even top two team now in the AFC.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had my doubts... Because of the games they had versus Baltimore, but you know, other than that, I've been very high on the Bengals all year long, and I think they very deserve to be in this championship game, and I think that they probably deserve to be favored in it as well. Yeah. Especially with Mahomes' injury.
0: Yes. Yeah. You were kudos to you on on sticking with the Bengals all, all season. I really thought that uh, that Baltimore was gonna have the edge on them this year, and maybe they would have if Lamar was there. But yeah, Bengals are looking very unstoppable at this particular moment. And then we have the final game on Sunday, and that was between the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers, in which the Niners took the victory 19-12. to
1: Yeah, and I really have a strong-boned pick with Dak Prescott in this game, I've been a Dak Prescott defender his entire career. I've been a, a big fan of his, and when uh, the lights were the brightest, you've completely flopped. Dak? Yes you let uh, a Mr. Irrelevant completely outshine you in this one and it wasn't that Purdy was particularly great either Purdy was good, but not great but Dax just really could not do enough to help his team win and he had extremely low yards per attempt, low completion percentages, like he just did not do enough to win as well as a couple of picks
0: Yeah, ugly picks as well And it's just, yeah, I mean, this is, I feel like this is what happens when you, when you pay a good quarterback, a great quarterback money is you just, you're hoping for that sort of clutch moments that great quarterbacks have, but he's just unable to give it to you. And that's just, what's really frustrating. And this year was very uncharacteristic for Dak because he was a guy that was known for for protecting the football. He, this is a guy that went a full season with only throwing two interceptions, which is like an NFL record. And like this year, he's like one of the top leading in, in uh, turnovers. So just really a, a bad look for Prescott this year.
1: And their offense seemed like it couldn't really do much at all after Pollard went out of the game.
0: Oh, it was stagnant. No running game, and then it's all on the passing game now.
1: Yeah, and they had their opportunities at the end there. Right after San Francisco scored that field goal, they got the ball back and they had plenty of time to take down the ball on the field, and they went three and out, punted it back. And they ended up getting it back one more time, but time had run out. And, I mean, but how how good was it again to see just an absolutely, just wretchedly horrible play to end their season? Last year, unable to spike the ball and get another shot. And this one, like that really weird play where they have Elliot lined up as the center, just gets smashed. They throw in the receiver just immediately just laying flat on the ground after being hit.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was, it was just, it's hilarious to see, just because, I don't know, it, it just, Dallas is one of those teams we all just kind of expect this, and when it happens, it's just all the more funny. Yeah. And, like, it's not on the defense. This defense had a really good game. I mean, is in San Francisco, they, they really limited McCaffrey and Mitchell. I mean, only 86 yards between the two of them on 24 carries, and no receiver had over 100 yards. Purdy had a modest day. I mean, the defense did their job. Then the offense could not get more than twelve points. I mean, that's just pathetic. Absolutely pathetic.
1: Yeah, the offense didn't hold up their part. End of the bargain. There, Defensive, but they had to.
0: Yes, and to me, like this is coaching, like among other things, like Dak and all that. But like McCarthy's got to go. Like I love Big Mike. You know, he was he did a lot of great things for the Packers. But like, man, he needs to go. And I think that's abundantly clear at this point. Like when you have somebody like Sean Payton out there doing interviews. Like, tell me Sean Payton wouldn't prefer the Cowboys job or the Broncos job, who he interviewed for. Like, we need to move on here.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad point there.
0: And, like, I'm generally somebody who likes to stick with the coach. I think that people try to jump ship too much. But at a certain point, something needs to change. Like, I can't see the Cowboys next year with this same team. I I would not think that at all that they would go to the Super Bowl, like, in any way. And you're stuck with either Dak or Mike McCarthy. One of them has to go. And as we all know, it's much easier to get rid of a coach than a quarterback. Right. So I guess that wraps up our analysis of some pretty frustrating games this weekend. But now we can look ahead to what should be two absolutely killer matchups in the championship weekend. And that is the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. So the, the NFC Championship game is first. That's Niners and Eagles. Who do you have taking this victory and why?
1: I'm going to have the Eagles winning in this one. But again, like I said earlier, I went back and forth on this one all day long. I think that the Eagles defense is too good. They're too opportunistic to be able to just let San Francisco kind of do what they do. And with also with Um, McCaffrey on the injured list there, a couple of key players there for San Francisco, I think that Philadelphia's defense will be able to do enough as well as they've proven their running game can just take over a game and continue keeping the ball
0: Yes, and it's going to be a great matchup, I do have the Niners winning this Um, I did pick the Niners to go to the Super Bowl I haven't seen anything from them that would lead me to disbelieve that um, this is going to be like an incredible game. Very run centric, I believe this game will be. Uh, I really don't have anything bad to say about the Eagles at this point in the season. All four teams are elite. I can't say anything that would discredit the Eagles. They've been incredible so far. I just think that in the end, the Niners' players—they just have too many stars on offense—and they're a matchup nightmare with Kittle and Samuel and McCaffrey, who are all dual threats. I think it's just too much.
1: Yeah. But like we said, this should be primed to be a very good game. I mean, going back over oh, the past few years, I think something I may have talked about before is that there's almost always like some kind of matchup that you look at and be like, oh, I kind of hope it's not this one or this one won't be as fun. But looking at it this year, any of the matchups we can get for the Super Bowl, I'd be excited for any of them and be very happy to watch any of them. So I believe the best four teams are the four that are
0: left. Yes. And I, to those who say you know everyone if you've been watching the show you know how much I love rushing and uh, this year the teams that have more rushing yards are 8-1 and one in the playoffs and as we know these are two of the better rushing teams so whoever wins that battle statistics say that that team will, will prove the victor.
1: Very good point
0: there. And now we go to the AFC game, which is the Bengals and the Chiefs. This is a very intriguing matchup with the Mahomes situation. People tend to think of the Chiefs as the Kings of the AFC, but this game could change that image. Who do you have taking the victory?
1: I have the Bengals winning in this one.
0: And I have the Bengals as well. I'm a big believer in just kind of, you have to show me at first. Right? Like Patriots for so long, it's like, oh, I picked them to like at least go to the Super Bowl or whatever. Like you got to show me you can beat the Patriots before I will trust you to beat them. And the Chiefs have not been able to beat the Bengals so far.
1: Yeah, three losses last year to them. But when it comes down to it as well, I think I've seen what I need to see based on Kansas City having a lot of closer games with teams that they should have easily beat, whereas with the Bengals you're seeing them blow out teams that they should beat. And also when I look at the weapons that Cincinnati has an offense, they just really have an amazing core with those three receivers, Hurst, Mixon, whereas Kansas City is more of some guys, especially with a high Mahomes, most likely. Yeah. I just trust Cincinnati's offense that much more, and I think this game could get out of control quickly.
0: Yes, and I just look at the matchups. Like, there's nothing that... The one thing Kansas City did better than the Bengals, the quarterback thing in the passing game... Now Mahomes is hurt. Like, what do the Chiefs do better than the Bengals now at this point? And the answer for me is nothing. The Bengals have a better running game. They have a better passing game. They have a better defense. Like, I, the, the Chiefs have not been able to beat the Bengals in years past. And for me, it, nothing has changed in that regard. I think the Bengals should, should take this game.
1: Yeah, I think the Chiefs have been propped up extremely by Mahomes this year, yeah. more than they have in years past. And if he's not at 100%, I think it could look very bad for them.
0: And maybe this is a not a good thing, but maybe it's kind of a good thing to maybe show you how flawed your team really is. Like if Mahomes isn't magic Mahomes and he's just kind of average out there and you get walloped, like maybe that'll go to show you like, oh, maybe we need something else here.
1: I mean that that's the same point you can make for Buffalo with Allen.
0: Yeah. That's true. He did not have a great game, didn't have an awful game, didn't have a great game, but they got crushed.
1: But I, I think people are going to view Kansas City a lot differently after this week. That is my, mark my words. Mark, whereas I think people will view Kansas City much differently after this yeah. game.
0: I would agree with that. Either way it goes. If they, oh my gosh, if they, if they lose this game, then yes, definitely. Maybe the Bengals are the Kings of the AFC. If they win this game, whoa. Like Kansas City with a hobbled Mahomes with a year they were supposed to be not great because they're not as good because Hill was gone. If they still are able to go to the Super Bowl like that, wow! Like this team is could be unstoppable. We could be looking at a dynasty here. So I, I that is a very good mark. My words, I agree with that.
1: I would hate the, the ladder though. Oh, oh, I, I think I, we all would. That'd yeah. be just like ranting about that. All next week, if if that's the if that happens and that comes out and we're hearing about Dynasties and they're unstoppable and this and that, I'll, I'll be back here with the same points again.
0: Saying <laughs> that they're
1: not like, look at the hole uh, and all that. And that was kind of where I came with the Bengals on the Super Bowl last year, which is interesting enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, they have done some impressive things now. I think it's five uh, AFC Championship appearances with Mahomes there in his first five years.
1: Yeah, incredibly impressive in that fact to be... That consistently good for so long.
0: Yeah, that's impressive.
1: Yeah, but uh, you would like to see a little bit more. Super Bowls are there they do have one as well as uh, two appearances. Yeah. But when you've got that many AFC championships in a row, there, maybe you you'd like another Super Bowl out of that.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. It's not quite the beginning of a dynasty yet. If they do get there this year, though, we I think it's safe to say that that is true. All right, so that wraps it up here, and now Scott is going to give you his parlay for the conference championship week.
1: So like I had said going before, we had to change it up a little bit this week, since there's not three games to pick on the money line like I normally do. Last week, I lost my parlay going 1-3, of losing on the Bills and the Cowboys while picking the Eagles correctly. So this week, I'm going to take the Bengals and the Eagles on the money lines, respectively, and for my third pick, I am going to take the under in the Bengals and Chiefs game, which is 47 and a half.
0: Yes, I like that.
1: I believe that it be, could be lower scoring based on the fact that Kansas City's offense will not be 100% and the Bengals won't be going out quite as hard to try and score points and win this game.
0: Yes, I, I like that. What's the line for that? For the Chiefs-Bengals here?
1: Bengals are favored by one.
0: Okay, oh, one. Holy moly. Okay, I, ah, well, it is in Kansas City. I would have, I would have more than that. But, yeah, I, I do like that parlay there. And that wraps it up for this week. We thank you all for listening to the podcast. And hopefully you guys have a great week of football. It is going to be an exciting championship weekend. And we look forward to seeing who will be Super Bowl contenders this year. And this has been Mark My Words Football Podcast. With well, we are. Tune